Good evening, everybody. Welcome into episode 19 of the Fused Relativity Podcast. Kirk at Buckout Kirk. Um, shameless Twitter plug. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good. And, well, and there's a reason behind the Twitter. I actually just I just tweeted my four thousandth tweet. So that's like four thousand jokes. I was kind of I was kind of proud of that. Starting in like uh, April of last year and like pretty much writing them every day. So I was like, those those a lot of jokes. So if you're bored on the crapper, you can scroll through old jokes. Most of if that ninety percent of them are completely PG clean. It's more goofy, silly. Not a lot of I don't know. Not a lot of offensive stuff. Like the majority of stuff is just silly fun. So if you're into silly fun, I. I'd highly recommend me. That seems like the anti-Twitter model right now. So I'm not going against the grain. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of anger and pissed off people, and that's that's not that. There's an that's market's been cornered. Well, John, how are you doing this evening? You know, living in a state of a fever dream. Okay, uh, I'm sure I was going <laughs> to say I sure that threw you off. <laughs> Wait, did you have so you have disco fever? That's what I heard. <laughs> you have disco fever, John. That's I I did not see that coming. So you watched the Bee Gees documentary. I understand. It bit you. <laughs> so no, I got the the second uh, COVID vaccine yesterday, and oh, I see. Well, well, well done. Congratulations. Uh, you're not puking like Kirk, so. Not yeah, yet. Well, mine, almost, I just got it out and like I was horrible for like 40 seconds. So it was almost like it was just a and then better. But some are lingerers. Yeah, no, mine. See, I always know when I'm sick because I, I always get fever dreams. And mine are. I'll just um, dream the same thing, no matter how many times I wake up or what I do and try and go back to sleep. It's always the same dream. Right, so you have, like, dream reruns? Yeah. Well, it, it's not so much rerun. It just, you know how when you're normally, if you're dreaming and you're having a great dream and wake up and try and go back to sleep, that dream's gone? Like, yes. most of the time you don't, you know, go straight back to that. With when I have a fever, I'll I'll be dreaming something. I wake up, you know, go to the bathroom, try and go back to bed. And it's the exact same dream. It just continues on. So is it so it's just basically like paused? Like yeah. You, you, okay, and then all right. Well, at least it's not repeating. That's nice of it. It, it depends on the dream. Yeah, most of my dreams, you know, it, it usually involves something like Godzilla or I, I can't remember the specifics of last night's dream, but it wasn't. So it's like like a dinner with Andre situation. Like you're at a fancy restaurant with Godzilla, or he's what? you know, it, it just it's just weird. <laughs> it's so, it's a uh, well, sleepless in Seattle, but you and Godzilla. That's what I'm picturing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that sounds awful, John. I wouldn't yeah. want to. I, I that's like uh, the first thing I do when I'm in a dream that's stressing me out. I wake up and I'll stay awake for like five minutes to try make just to make sure that I don't go back into it. Well, and that's you know that's what I try and do. But then I go to sleep and then I'm woken up with this same dream, like you know couple hours later have you ever thought of you know like just uh you know where your head is you put your feet and where your feet is you put your head like if, if you rotate it and then maybe your just feet will start sweating instead <laughs> of a dream just i don't this is not sleep science i'm, I'm not a sleep doctor by chance but it's just 
it's a theory, it's something to try. Words to live by from Kirk Buckout. <laughs> well, we have uh, we're on episode 19 here, and I'm pretty excited. We've almost hit number 20. That's a you know, we're working on it, and uh, this week we're gonna talk about uh, Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson's feud that has been growing over the last week and uh, putting themselves in space and should be a pretty interesting topic for uh, at least a little while. Can we add an echo to that later? Can we add an echo to that later? I was going to say, Discord cut you out because it was too loud. Did I peek out Discord? (laughs) All right. Screw you, Discord. I'll be as loud as I want it now. All right, I'll back it off. Well, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Blue Origin, which is Jeff Bezos, the head of it, well, former head of Amazon's company, and Richard Branson, uh, billionaire from uh, many different things, but Virgin, Virgin, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Virgin. Um, there, he he's done a lot of things to make his money, but uh, they're both own. They both own space companies. And Bezos stepped down as CEO of Amazon to go into space with his rocket company, Blue Origin. And that was scheduled for July 20th. Well, Richard Branson, who has Virgin Galactic, they decided to push their flight up so that he could get to space before Bezos did. So it turned into this big, like, pissing match between the two uh, billionaires and now they're you know talking crap and seeing oh well good for you you're making it to space but my spaceship is better it's it's an I interesting heard, you know well, i heard it's going into the legal system and the, 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 it's called uh hey no cuts no butts no coconuts <laughs> is the name of the uh, suit i like it but no, it's it's nice when billionaires are just screwing with each other. It just seems kind of one upsmanship. Like if if you have if you've made billions of dollars, you probably got an ego, right? I mean, that just kind of makes sense. Yeah, John, did I miss anything? You got anything to input there? Other than they're not technically going into well, they're going into space ish. They're they're are they passing the line? There's you said well, there was that magic line. Yes. The, so. When you said that, John, I was, it's actually uh, one of the points I was going to bring up because that was one of the key sticking points for the battle that they're in right now because Bezos is actually going past the Carmen line. but Just barely. Isn't. Yes, just barely. But Branson is not going past the Carmen line. He is going past the... I don't remember. They said that he's going above the United States limit for space, but not the internationally accepted limit of space, ah. which is the Carmen line. That's crap. Doesn't count. So Bezos well, will be the first billionaire in space. Yeah, but again, these are both well, A, they're suborbital. B, in fairness, if you achieve weightlessness, I mean, technically, are you in space? Well, Bezos, the Blue Origin rocket should—they should experience. They said a couple minutes of weightlessness. Well, so both of them. 
That almost sounds like the vomit comet. Like you heard, I heard about uh, when they were making those space movies, like Apollo thirteen. Like essentially, it seems like it's a it's a rocket, and they just they just go on a free fall, and then they they're weightless for a little bit. So is it like that? I mean, because that doesn't that doesn't seem like they're in space. It just seems like they figured out a a free falling space trick to float. Well, I mean, yeah. Is that okay? Boom! Bam! All right. I, I was gonna that. bring I'm up the vomit comic because, in essence, it's like it's not the exact same thing because uh, the vomit comet. Obviously, you're on a uh, I think it's a seven forty seven, and uh, you have to experience the G's of going up, and then when you start coming down, you get the excuse me the uh, the weightlessness <laughs> feeling. You're hiccuping already. That's even <laughs> talking about it. You're getting hiccuped. <laughs> but with uh, see, my thing with this is is they're both doing. I mean, it's just space tourism. That's all. All either one of these is. There's no mission. There's nothing to be accomplished other than hey, we're going to be above this space for twenty seconds yeah. and then come back right back down. Yeah, they're not getting okay. orbit. They're not anything like that. Because that was, I mean, NASA and like the, it was space exploration. That was the whole point. Not, not like you said, space. Not it's. It just seems like look what I can do. It's. It just seems like an ultimate. I don't know. What about like? Because I remember billionaires before rockets. It was hot air balloons. Some idiot would try to go a balloon around the world or something, and usually crash and stuff. So is this just the next extension of that? They went from balloons to rockets now, but it's just bored billionaires. Well, I yeah, that's a good analogy of it. See, I like, I like the idea that the billionaires are going up on the rockets themselves. When these are fully not, you know, they're not exactly tested to be completely functional as far as a, you know, I'm assuming they've done plenty of safety checks to make sure that everything's going to go correctly. But, you know, it seems like it's risky for a for a billionaire. You say, oh, so you, you're admiring the kind of set of space nuts is what you're saying. They, uh, you know, they, yeah, they they got some balls to be the first ones to go up. There's well, definitely they're... an explorer aspect. To it. Yeah, for sure. You got to give them that. It's it, yeah, tested, but not many times. So there's definitely a risk. Well, the I want to say Blue Origins. I don't think they've had live, live. Uh, actual passengers i think it's all been automated up to this point they said that they've used mannequins yeah virgin galactics <laughs> really they just threw in mannequins just eh, let's make sure they their seatbelt works see but virgin galactics has had people up already because they need a pilot to fly the thing yes so the pilots practiced yeah so i mean they're both relatively tested as far as, you know, that's concerned. But it's, I mean, I still think it, it, it's not orbit. It's, what's that one dude, Felix Baumgartner, the dude that went up in the uh, uh, Red Bull. Oh, 
the the space jump. Yeah, it's essentially that. So I consider that space. I don't know. That just doesn't. I mean, it seems like you're either in and you're out. If they're if that's what no. they're going for. And yeah, I agree. They're obviously they're going to get to space. They're going to be you know higher than any currently available commercial airline can get. But you know it, it's not orbit orbit. Wait, I have a, I have a theory. Bezos is kind of come back with a full lock of hair. And he's going to get hair plugs of some kind, but he's just going to blame it on space travel. He's like, <laughs> this is what happens when you go to outer space. It's just, I got lucky. So I think it's just uh, Bezos trying to get hair again. Any theories? Any takers? Going to try and fantastic for it. Yeah. Is, that, what, is that the rock? Is that, <laughs> I don't know. Who's, who's, he's the bald <laughs> one. The rock guy. The guy who's like a rock. He's yeah. Like, I... <laughs> when he when he poops, it's gravel. That guy, <laughs> not not the actual rock or the, the actor named the rock. No, no, no. Um, no, no. Skipping skipping rocks is fun, but skipping all the rocks movies is ma much better. I would much more recommend that. Um, I do. I don't know how much how important this is to the whole conversation, but apparently. One of the sticking points that Amazon had to Virgin Galactic was that Blue Origin's windows are bigger. Well, <laughs> busted. Bust. <laughs> <laughs> that just seems like such a, a a whiny Yelp review already. I mean, I was traveling in space, but the window was way too small. This is bullcrap. <laughs> <laughs> You're in space. <laughs> but see, enjoy the window I kind of feel like the whole thing makes it, it brings up some good talking because I mean petty argument between Bezos and Branson aside it's interesting because it does shed light on the fact that we may fairly soon have sub not well it wouldn't be suborbital it would what would you call that where they're going john suborbital okay so they're having suborbital tourism which means that they're going to sell tickets to random joe schmoes who can afford it to go up and see the world from a bird's eye view top down okay you know that's the next tourist attraction right so it it is leading somewhere it's interesting enough, but well, I like on the, on the East Coast they call them a hoagie orbital. So just I just want to translate. That's dumb, Kirk. <laughs> oh, come on, a sandwich joke doesn't it, <laughs> it makes you hungry and it makes you laugh. Come on, that's anyway. All right, back to what you were saying. But if I had to choose, I would probably side with Bezos's rocket right now because. It's its own standalone rocket compared to a plane that's attached to another plane that uh, it just seems like it, you know, it's not as efficient a system. Do either one of them have killer decals? Let's go there. Let's vote on it that way. I mean, it seems like some sort of flames on the side seem appropriate. <laughs> I'm going to guess an Amazon smiley face. If, right. Yeah, at least plug your company, right? It's a promotional tool. John, nothing? 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, so when we get up there, and we'll know uh, Sunday. So Virgin Galactic's flight is set for tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. And and I'll be curious to see. I'm sure they'll have some sort of footage of it, which I will be scouring for. It'll be interesting to see where they go, how they go, if it's successful. You know, there's a lot that goes into this. So I'll be curious to see what kind of footage we get. You know, would I spend $500,000 on a ticket to go see that? See, and that's the thing. Right now, these are just, I mean, they're essentially proof of concept. They're they're millionaire, you know. It, it's like owning a super yacht in the twenty twenties. It's going to be who's gone Dragging to space? Right. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you haven't you haven't had an alien pop out of your chest and dance across <laughs> the. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't but lived. My thing is, is. These are all kind of irrelevant points if SpaceX is even remotely close to Starship. going to be my next point because looking at, I guess they are very rapidly building the next, you know, like the next super heavy. Well, and they've already got uh, number three on the test pad. And I think Super Heavy 4 is the one that's going to go orbital. So we're talking about a Super Heavy pad here? Yeah. <laughs> 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 the conversation but... veered, okay. <laughs> yes, Kurt, that, uh, we were roughly talking about that. Um... <laughs> See, the and here's what the thing... Here's the thing with... Um... Sorry, uh, I had a bit of a uh, distraction here. The An Amazon package that said it was supposed to be delivered an hour ago just showed up. Um, See, he knew we were talking about him. If you're going <laughs> to you're you're open it up, it's going to be one of those boxing gloves on a spring and just bam, right in the freezer. Uh, that, would be, that would be awesome. <laughs> I would donate money to that cause. <laughs> Can we can we start a business that sends punches in the faces to people? Because that'll be huge. I think that would that that is let's uh let's stop talking about that now so that we can speak about it off air and see where we can get that going. <laughs> let's see but, how we get that legalized. Okay. <laughs> so like you were saying, the the tickets for Bezos and uh Blue or or Bezos and Branson's respective stuff are going to be high upwards of 500,000 yada 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 that's only because it costs them a lot of money per rocket slash plane thing to get into space um i would guess if, if i'm gonna quickly google here but i would guess that a cost of one of the new it's not even a new glenn what is it Eight, what, 18 billion or what? I mean, I don't know. That's way too high. Is that way too high? 18. Yeah. 
That's too high. For one, are we just talking one rocket? But so like it seems like the fuel would be the it would be the cost of making it, but on top of all the fuel to burn it and get fuel's back, right? cheap. Oh. Well, well, I say cheap. It's still a couple hundred thousand dollars, but it's relatively cheap compared to the yeah. rocket itself. Cheaper so, than diesel. Okay. And this this post is. I was going to say, listen, four minutes. Nope, that's that's not right. Um, this is from last month, but they said that is a ticket to the Intersa International Space Station on Jeff Bezos' new Glenn is going to be um, $55 million per seat. Wow, okay. Um, but if, if you go to Groupon, you can get a <laughs> deal, though. Well, and once they... The thing is, is this is going to lead to, you know, because you can only sell so many $55 million seats before there's not anybody left to go. So no. eventually they're going to have to make it cheap for the masses so that everybody can go up and look. Just kind of like getting on a ferry out on the West Coast to where you could go watch whales in the ocean. You but know, so 35 bucks, I can handle that. My point being was $55 million could theoretically buy like anywhere from 5 to 10 SpaceX rockets. And that's where SpaceX is going to completely dominate is that they're going to use the money to buy more rockets to get well, to be the big fleet and sort of the they're going to become SpaceX, like the Xerox, the one you think of when you think of space travel. SpaceX's mission is a whole lot different, though. They're not trying to do space tourism. They're yeah, they to are. The Mars. Well, but space tourism is going to be a and that's the that's the thing is. <clears throat> Going to Mars and setting up a colony on Mars is their ultimate goal, yes. But they're not going to be able to finance that on their own without. So the tourism is going to drive it, and it's just going to – that will be the tax on rich people because only rich people will be able to afford it anyway. So rich people will help fund space exploration instead of when we used to have NASA. That's well, interesting. it's – that's what Starlink is. Starlink is a way to further um, uh, subsidize Mars missions. Wait, Starlink, that's the one with Ed McMahon where they voted <laughs> on you? Uh, speaking what's, what's Star, speaking I don't know what Starlink is. Starlink is satellite internet that Elon has been working on that's supposed to help people in rural areas get relatively sustained. Uh, like the broadband or something, like the well, better internet. Yeah. It's way better than anything almost currently on the market. Because that's but, what they say. A lot of it, the, the lack of technology is people. That, that's how people apply for jobs or that's how they learn stuff. So, yeah, that's, that would be a big uh, help. The problem, the problem is, is it's expensive. No, it's and, not. Eh, it's theoretically expensive because they're talking about $99 a month for a subscription. For internet, that's a little bit spendy. Well, and here's it's not as they they haven't tested its reliability, and people in big cities won't be able to utilize it correctly if there's a lot of people subscribed. Well, yes, you are correct, and that's. But the counterpoint to that is, you think ninety nine dollars for internet is expensive, but you live in Denver, and um. I'm guessing you actually have at least a few choices for internet service, correct? Yeah, 
we'll say two to three. So, like, I already pay a hundred dollars, and I'm not getting anywhere close to what SpaceX would offer for a hundred dollars. I mean, you remember my whole ordeal with having to go in and buy a new route or a modem just because I wanted to upgrade, so I wasn't doing two megabytes upload speed. Right. Um. So, yes, on the outside it looks like oh, a hundred dollars—that's expensive. But if you go to any rural area, a hundred dollars a month is only going to get you a couple megabytes download speed. Because there just isn't the infrastructure there to do internet. Well, I don't disagree, but what I'm focusing on is the fact that the cost per the cost of the system. I read a story on it the other day that the cost of the system is over what they're going to make from the subscription of the system. So they're spending more money to make the internet. Than they are getting to fund the internet. Well, I mean, I mean that's it's, how it's, it's it's sort of humanitarian. Also, to, like we're talking about, just cor- corporations being kind of don't be bastards. I mean, this is a chance for not being bastards. It's like back in Texas before they had electricity. There's a lot of farms and people's. I mean, there was no washing machine, so you had to do the hand crank, and then you had to go to a well, or and just you couldn't store cold food. You had to like pickle stuff. So just introducing electricity help these people's lives so much and i think today i think a wi-fi is a version of that because it's almost become a necessary for people to learn people to get jobs it's such a for it's to not do it is like the same thing of not people not having electricity nowadays yeah yeah i mean and they could have you could look at it from a humanitarian aspect but Mostly what they've focused on is the fact that nobody's willing to invest in it because it's not making any money. Yet. The problem is, they've just started. I mean, they're still technically in beta phase. Well, and in- because right now, their stuff is ge- supposedly geolocked. So if you order it and you want to set it up at your house, you can set it up at your house, but you shouldn't take it elsewhere. The real thi- the real benefit to Starlink is that if you wanted to attach it to the top of your RV, you could have high-speed internet pretty much anywhere in the U.S. So you'd need like a satellite dish equivalent? So, I mean, that's what I'm picturing? Well, that's what it is. Did you, did you see the video of the car, the Tesla, that got pulled over because they had the Starlink satellite attached to the hood? Uh-uh. Missed that. I think I can't remember it. I don't remember where it was, but they pulled over a, a Tesla driving down the road and they pulled him over because he had the satellite dish bolted to the hood of his car. And of course, it's totally illegal because he's blocking his windshield. But it was funny to see because he was probably like watching Netflix while he's driving down the road. So he, he's blocking the view of his self driving car. That's why he basically. Kind of. Kind of. But it was funny because, yes, it is a big satellite. Well, I mean, it's not a big satellite dish, but it was it was big enough to where you're, you know, it's, it reminded me of an old satellite dish that you would see on someone's house for TV. Well, and, yeah. That's essentially what it is. But 
I mean, that's that's the ultimate end goal of Starlink is, you know, you can have and right now it's early technology. Like, I'm assuming that as more satellites go up, the receiver can get at least a little bit smaller or a little bit more portable. <clears throat> and the ability to bring, you know, high speed Internet with you if you decide to go. I, and I know it's kind of the. Well, why would you bring, you know, camping supposed to be going out and yada, 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 but you could take it with you camping or, you know, into the mountains, stuff like that. I, think that I guess you could, cool. but the old curmudgeon man and says, don't do that. I'm, I'm Chris, back me up. I mean, uh, <laughs> GPS, maybe to not get lost and not to die. Okay, but I, I, I can't I can't back you up on that because I actually enjoy Internet while I'm out camping. Really? You can't even, to me, like nature's what you can step away from it and just get, like, no. Like, huh, okay. But every once in a while, it's nice to be able to throw a movie on. Like, when I hunt every year, by about the third day, I'm just like, alright, let's get some movies. You know, granted, we bring a DVD player and can do it that way, but you know, the ability to just throw on some Netflix while I'm up, you know, exhausted just want to go to sleep but hey a movie would be nice let's watch that well okay but, hmm. and internet i mean the the pros and cons of it are debatable but internet has become an essential you know just essential in our lives anymore well yeah it's ridiculous even spiders spiders <laughs> have their own website it's called www.website.com <laughs> that's that's how far it's gone no i you know we kind of got sidetracked on this on the starlink talk but it's a good you know we might save a little bit for another episode uh but i think it, you know if i had to choose between let's say spacex blue origin and virgin galactic i'm gonna ride a dragon that's my choice because i know those things are solid well Yes, but they're also, I mean, and that's the other thing is, if they started tourism with dragons, that's probably SpaceX's easiest way because dragons are, are flight-proven right now. Okay, so that's the name of one of the ships. It's not a fire-breathing thing. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, Dragon okay. is the manned uh, SpaceX capsule that rides on the Falcon 9. Yes. Okay, so it's one that sort of like, you you power up and like you almost get slingshotted, like it, it the the rocket. Well, kind of... it's just the capsule that rides on the rocket. You know, just like the space shuttle ro rode on the rockets. Uh, what like a like a motorcycle sidecar? Is that a fair <laughs> equivalency? I mean, kind of. <laughs> is it? I mean, is it in the ballpark? <laughs> eh, it's a. Uh... The rocket is used to get the capsule to space. So the rocket detaches and mm -hmm. falls back down. That's what lands. Okay, yeah. You so know the just... video we looked at of the rocket landing on the pad by itself? Right. Came down backwards and... And John, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's my, you know, I'm just throwing out, trying no. to throw out layman terms here. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> and so... The rocket boosts the capsule, which is the dragon, up to space. Well, as far well, I don't as know, I don't know if you're throwing out layman terms, but you're sure lame. All right, <laughs> got a boom, 
Boom. Rim shot. Okay. Right. Hey, you haven't picked on me all show. That was, uh, we got in a little further than normal. I think I forgot to say you smelled bad last episode and you, you said about yourself, but yeah, I, I, maybe I was, I was trying to make do make up for a lack of smell jokes. <laughs> so anyway, the rocket pushes the dragon capsule up. And then once it detaches, the dragon capsule goes on its merry way, like to the ISS, which is how they get the astronauts from the ground here to the international space station. So, I'm riding a dragon. Especially, I mean, how'd you get to space in a dragon? It, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, and I'm sure if you're a, if you're a, a space nerd, you're also a uh, sci-fi dragon nerd. So it's a double, it's a double whammy. Well, I mean, if you look at, and I, I, I could be wrong. I don't think I am, but uh, the Falcon is named after the Millennium Falcon. So, so all the Star Wars nerds are waiting. They're going to yeah. go, if it's not that one, I'm not going. <laughs> well, because the, what is the, the Blue Origin, what's the name of his that he's going up on? New Glenn. Well, that's, New, New Glenn is the, the, the orbital rocket. I can't remember what they're calling their suborbital New, one. New, New Glenn is one of the names? That's the worst name. That's not cool <laughs> at all. Glenn, I mean, Glenn's a nice guy, but I don't know if it's still new. It doesn't. Um, or is it? Sh <laughs> so New Shepherd is the one that they're they're New Shepherd. That's correct. And then New Glenn is the orbital one. Is he gonna? Is he gonna have a stick? And there's gonna be sheep. What? Are, what are they doing? <laughs> that's he's a shepherd. <laughs> they're running out of name ideas already. Well, that's a bad sign. It's still early on. Pace yourself, guys. You should still be coming up with good ones. So four, four in. It's Shepherd. better than hey, it's better than version Galactics. Theirs is called Spaceship Two. This time oh. it's personal. <laughs> yeah, and the, the sequel is always worse. You know, the sequel <laughs> never lives up. Yeah. Next one's in next one's see uh, spaceship in 3D. Ooh. All right. I mean, in fairness, Starship is a little plain and self-explanatory, but I you know. well, the marketing yeah. guys really didn't think a lot. They didn't knock themselves out. <laughs> I mean, he wanted to call it the uh, what was it the the was it the BFG? No, not BFG. BFG. That would have been great. The big friendly giant with whiz poppers. He could have farted at his way to oh, space. Oh, was it the BFR? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think BFR. it was BFR for big fucking rocket. Yep. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yep. See, that would have worked. That would have been funny. See, that would have got me, because I would have been like, you know what? I like you. You're straight so what is, to the point. Yeah, what is what that? Is that? That's a big fucking rocket. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like... I, I, I brought this up before, but he he's not exactly uh, subtle with his naming strategies. Like and he, seems like a, he seems like a fun billionaire. He doesn't seem like a douchey one. I don't know. Like, uh, you know he, I mean, he's got a bit of personality. I don't know. Bezos is like a... It looks like he's got... It's like a cancer patient. And by the <laughs> way, Lex Luthor and the Superman, Gene Hackman, he had hair. So it was like two episodes ago, but I said Lex Luthor, but bald. And you said Lex Luthor is bald, not Gene Hackman. All right. Anyway, <laughs> the Superman reference. Okay. Out. out of all the Superman Lex Luthers, you picked the one that wasn't completely bald. Okay. I haven't seen any of the new ones. I stopped, you know, so I haven't caught up on my, I don't know, 
new Lord of the Rings and Harry <laughs> Potter's and I kind of tapped out. I tapped out of the new, the Star Wars after the Jar Jar Binks one. I'm like, all right, I'm not seeing any. That's enough. I mean, well, that example because everybody hated that movie. It was so bad. It was like, and it was so long. It was like two and a half hours of bad. You know what I mean? We're like, at least keep it tight. God. Well, yeah. yeah I didn't have an epic. If you're gonna have an epic, make it good. Don't I make think, a bad epic. I saw one of them. It was maybe the third of the new ones. I don't I even remember. Some of the new ones are good. Some I don't some, like Abrams. Well, I don't. Rem- I don't remember which one it was. It was one, and the reason I don't remember is because I fell asleep like five minutes in, <laughs> and and I woke up at the end and like he's in a volcano and he jumps off the thing and the guy cuts his arm off and then he wakes up as Darth Vader or some stupid like that. I don't. Well, know. yeah, that's. Okay. Well, oh, what is that one? It's episode three. Yeah, I think it was episode three, and it was a great nap. I mean, <laughs> you know. Money well spent. The, yeah. Just, yes. Well, that's, some of, honestly, some of the, the new luxury theaters, like where the chairs are so comfy and they can recline, and some of them serve beer now, it's like, who's going to make it through two hours of doing that in cold, nice, cool air conditioner? It's going to just pass out. That's that's the new movie trick because every time you go, you never actually see the movie, so you keep coming back, but you fall asleep every time. So you you know <laughs> you see the movie five times to piece it together. All right, I'm only falling asleep during this part now. I've spent forty dollars to see this stupid movie. Let's get yeah, it over with. There's got to be a way just to stream this, or just I could wait to video or what. <laughs> I need to talk to a young person. They'll know. They'll know how to figure it out. You know, we've we've talked well quite longer than I thought we were going to talk about this because I think it's a good topic, right? We got this huge, you know, like arms race back in the you know Cold War area. Now we're talking about a space race, and you got private companies trying to go into space, and they're all competing against each other, except for Musk, who's just doing his own thing. Well, and it's compelling, I think. You know it. It's a stepping stone. It's something to root for. It's something to, you know, hey, uh, you know, it's, I mean, nobody wants anybody to explode or to, hey, I want it to work. You know what I mean? That's, I think that's a unifying human thing. Like, well done, humans. You you did that. And and here is what I find is funniest of all. So Virgin Galactic and Blue Origin are both older than SpaceX. But by how much? Virgin Galactic was founded in 2004. Wow. wow. And Blue Origin was founded, I want to say they were 2000 and 2000. They were founded in 2000. Where And then you look at SpaceX, which was founded in, I want to say 2008? No, 2002. Okay, so technically Virgin Galactic is is uh, newer than uh, SpaceX. They, they sound, sound like they're roughly started around the same time, like not too far off. But if you look at the, the accomplishments, SpaceX is decades ahead of both of them. Because I know Blue Origin saying, oh, we're going to have our new Glenn getting ready to go soon. They haven't even built it yet. Um, like... SpaceX is almost done with Starship. 
Like they're they're at the point of testing Starship where they're almost. I think the, I, I think the main difference is that Musk is actually an engineer. No, he's not. Other... I found that out. Well, he's a damn good problem solver. <laughs> I mean, it just seems like he's a little more involved in it rather than you know, like Bezos was a front guy, a money man. And well, and they also. Well, they also took old-style space approaches instead of rapid, um, you know, rapid. Oh, it's totally my way of doing things. Like, we got something to do. Let's just do it. Just, I don't want to talk about it for five years. Let's just do it. Let's go. And, and that's the thing with SpaceX is their their whole development phase like the fact that they've launched so many starships and are crashing so many starships just this year alone to get to the point where they have one that didn't crash is a testament to their rapid iteration and design they don't necessarily care so much about failure as much as they want to make sure what they're doing is going to work as long as you learn from the failures, that's all you got. You know what I mean? Like, okay, that didn't work. Boom. Okay, so now the next one should go better. That seems to have, has to be the attitude. So we're well, going to blow some rockets up. Yes. Which going back to a couple episodes ago when you were talking about your education thing and like, oh, we should hold these kids' hands. No, let them fail a few times. That's how you learn. And that's what they're taking in is saying, all right, well, that didn't work. Yeah, it cost us a little bit of money, but you know what? We're going to fix it, and this one's going to be better. Oh, and even then, if you look at the price, like, I would assume the new Glenn and new Shepherds are tens of millions of dollars just to build one. Whereas you have SpaceX and the um, Starship, and they're building them in a field at a rate of, like, I mean, he wants to get up to building a starship a day. And he's already... <clears throat> some One of the things that I saw pop up today was he's getting ready to br or start a second Raptor production facility. And that's the funny thing is, like, I think, I think Mr. Buckout has said it the best of, like, okay, not everything has to be that fast. Okay, you've got a rocket going into space? Take your time. At least a couple days. It it shouldn't still be warm, okay? Let's let it let's let let's let the uh, it cool just a little bit, just to make sure it's not going to fall apart right away. Come on, like it it does seem at a certain point, ego. I'm a genius. I can do this. I can. But until there's a, I don't know. It just seems like it, if you're too arrogant, I think it's your 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 time's ticking on when it's going to kind of get called on you. Well, not to be morbid. But that's just inherent of space. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely going to happen. Danger. Like, even if... And that's that's the shitty part about it all, is that if SpaceX successfully gets space tourism up, and they have their Starship, and it costs $600,000 to launch, plus, you know, the million or two or whatever to build, and they can fit 30 people on it, and the cost of going to space is let's say $10,000 and um, they do this over and over and over again, 
but at some point one of the rockets just you know fails and explodes you're you're on the ocean liner there's you're if you're going to get a leak there's you know i mean it's the same thing you're just surrounded by it so any and it you know just made the mechanics or something just breaks down it's just a numbers game and that's bound to be an iceberg in front of you somewhere well and that's just it the problem is is that if a starship ever you know pulls or something happens like the shuttle where one of them goes up right it's gonna halt that for a whole lot longer than it would be if a plane crashed or if a boat crashed Definitely a yeah, research, figure out what the hell happened would be a big priority. But I mean, optic, but I mean, it's, it's, you know, I, I see what you're saying. It's just, it, it it's going to be a bit, but it's going to get to the point where I hope it's treated like any sort of travel because his goal, and I'm trying to remember what the, what his tweet said was, but he wants to get production up to where they have a Mars colony built in 20 years. And I mean, he's not far off. His biggest hurdle is going to be able to get starship up. And well, I, that, st- and, and that and contractors get to nail them. That's going to be tart. See, that's yeah. always the worst part. And I still think the best option is, especially with starship, since it has such a, large volume is building a production site in space. I think it's going to boil down to the fact that what, you know, getting there successfully, that's the first battle. Once they do that, things probably get a whole lot easier from there. And the only limitation from that point is time how much time it takes to get to Mars. See, and and that's a point I will always make. We can go to Mars right now. That is not the hard part. Getting someone to Mars is not not the issue. It's getting them so back. Getting them, getting them back, giving the power to come back. Yep. Which is, you know, with the MOXIE system, with the rover, you know, churning the Martian atmosphere to oxygen, you know, they've kind of proven these things like it's possible, right? They can make this kind of thing happen. It's just having the time and, you know, the ability to get there, figure out how to do this to where they can send someone back. Well, even then, I still think that um, the... uh it would still be easy for SpaceX because all SpaceX has to do is send a second rocket fuel with them to Mars. And with and with how cheap starships are going to be, it's a non-issue just to send... Even if you had to send three starships filled with fuel, it's still going to be cheaper than building really a... Good really good point like why not just send a super tanker starship up there with full of gas like a refuel truck that makes too much sense like i mean with how cheap starships are going to be and how fast he's hoping to pump them out sending you know a whole fleet of just refueling ships wouldn't even be that hard hell they could refuel on the on the way 
all the big rig truck drivers could now have new jobs going into space to Mars to uh but to, we can't plant even, fuel. We can't even get fuel truck drivers right now. So getting space fuel truck drivers well, that might be tough. Well, you gotta go to drive space driving truck school and you have to get that CDL license. There's a lot, you know. You have to get the farmer tan going. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> but I mean that's that's just my thought is there's a lot of ways that this could be done, you know, with technology we currently have that would make it easy. No, actually, like, I'm being totally serious when you said that. It just, like, I had one of those light bulbs go off in my head. I'm just like, that statement right there makes me think that this is absolutely possible a lot easier. Like, it took a lot of the difficulty out of it. Because, yeah, send a super tanker up full of fuel. You're not going to take a payload, but who cares? You've got 60 other starships. So now you just, you wasted one. Too bad, well, so sad. And you don't even have to waste it because it's, it's all purpose. It's, it's well, to get them back. Yeah, there's no, a no, no. The ultimate goal is to set up a colony on Mars, and to set up a colony, you need metal. And starships are made out of nothing but metal. The biggest thing you're losing is all the Raptors on it. So you, they would dismantle it and build other things. So well, no, use, if they'd, oh, they, or they just use it again. No, no, no. So in this in this scenario that I'm I'm thinking in my mind, they send up you know four starships, one with a bunch of passengers and all the science equipment for a Mars trip, three with just fuel. Starship fuels in space, takes off with the other three or two. Just one with just coloring books, but that's it's a long trip. Okay. And then one of them, the one that refueled all the ships in space, comes back down. So then you have three starships going to uh, to Mars. Once you get to Mars, you know, you refuel to make sure you're going to land and all that stuff. You go down, land, have all the science, all the stuff, everything, take back off. And you probably don't need two, but the starship refuels in in orbit over Mars, takes back off to Earth. The one that it refueled on would have enough fuel to land itself at the landing site so that it can be disassembled later on down the line to be used in the colony. And then once the starship gets back into Earth's orbit, you meet it up with another starship to refuel it or, you know, whatever you need to do to make sure that it can get back to Earth safely. And you have a complete mission where, you know, one starship is left on Mars, but now it's further... It has the resources needed for the colony. All I mean, right, break, make it happen. Done. <laughs> go, go execute the plan, John. You came up e- with it. Elon, if you're listening, hire John. He's John got, got it all figured out for you. So, yeah, you're good. But I mean, that's that's what I'm saying is, like, outside of SpaceX, no other company really has that capability. Because if Blue Origin or ULA or any of the other ones tried to well not blue origin blue origins on a similar scale as starship it's just you know a decade out from actually flying but they've got the biggest windows so but like if you take the dragon the dragon's a tiny little cockpit it would suck trying to go the the two three months to mars in you know the the confined space of a bathroom yes that would be terrible Whereas with especially if I was in there, 
Whereas with Starship, <laughs> without saying, yeah, nobody else would go on the same shit spaceship. Chris would have like people would like board and they'd just spent fifty million dollars and they'd smell Chris and they'd get up and leave and go. It's not worth it. Whereas with Starship, the original concept of Starship was to take a hundred people to Mars. They toned it back for, I'm assuming, comfort reasons, but it's still rated at twenty people to Mars or twenty people you know into this. space. You know, there's always that one d bag that nobody gets along with, but is always in, right right next to you, and that that's gonna be a long trip with that guy. <laughs> Two months, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> Can we talk about anything else other than you being a douchebag? Because I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired of that topic. I think we've covered it. I wasn't talking about <laughs> me, ass. Oh, all right. No, neither was I. <laughs> another another douchebag. You just assumed. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, that was you doing it. Well, but unfortunately, John, let's cut that off. A great topic. I enjoyed you. You sparked a lot of interest in my brain, especially with your refueling statement. And we'll have to pick this up on another episode because I think we have probably a whole nother episode's worth of talking about it. But we got Branson. We got Branson tomorrow. We'll see how his flight does, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of footage of it. So, like I said, I'll be scouring to find that. We'll talk about it next week, and also hopefully next we might have a new new song, right? We might have new music. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We will uh, hopefully. But Kirk, let's save that for just a minute because I, I the reason I cut us off was because I wanted to touch on the Hubble. Oh right. Real quick before we get towards the end of our show. Um, John, I don't know if you've heard about it, but apparently they NASA has decided to go to the last ditch effort of trying to switch over to the backup hardware. Which failed. Yeah. I don't think no, they haven't tried it yet. I don't think it's completely failed on them yet. They tried to switch over, but it wasn't the 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 straight up backup hardware. So they're they have one more backup to try and switch to, but I just don't I don't think they're very confident that it's going to work. Well, yeah, I it, it's probably not going to. And funnily enough, SpaceX already talked about using a Starship as a, a the next Hubble. Is <clears throat> the next Hubble or the next Vehicle to fix the Hubble. No, no, no. As a Hubble. They want to put a telescope in a starship and use it as a, a deep space. <laughs> That's funny. About, they're not <laughs> thinking about fixing the Hubble, right? I mean, it's, it's too old. They're just kind of yeah. put it out to pasture and, and like there's going to be a new Hubble. Well, the James Webb is going up, but they don't want to lose the Hubble. From everything that I've seen, they're doing everything they possibly can to try and fix it because they don't want to lose it. Really? They're... Oh, hmm. Well, I mean, it's an iconic. It's the first. And here's where it kind of divulges, because from what I understand, the Hubble was actually an Air Force or whatever spy satellite that was given to NASA to use for deep space um, or spy telescope. Supposedly, there's a few others up there that are like Hubble, but, you know, pointed at us. Oh. That it, was... still has a, it still has a DVD-VCR combo. That's how old it is. But, yes. Uh, the operating <laughs> system was actually from the 80s. Like, this is working on, like, 
DOS. Oh, it's like Dig Dug. I'm picturing Dig Dug now, or uh, I don't know, Atari. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and that's just it. It it is outdated hardware, and yes, it would be a tragedy to lose, but and that's kind of where our, I think I may have mentioned it before, but a lot of I, I think, and this is going to be a topic for another day, but. The fact that SpaceX already talked about using a starship as a, a, a satellite would dwarf James Webb. Because James Webb is... Hold on. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that, you know, I wouldn't deny that at all because we're talking about NASA versus SpaceX. SpaceX does whatever the hell they want compared to NASA who has to follow all these guidelines. I'm guessing SpaceX has a bigger budget. It just seems like they were defunding NASA. They weren't getting a lot of bucks, and that's that's why they're doing better. Just because it seems like Musk has money to throw behind it. Well, I, w- I was trying to figure out how big the the um, this not telescope, but the mirror on James Webb was. So, eh, it's about the size of. Well, they thought like you've gotten your well, your money's worth out of the Hubble. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like it's it's served its purpose and you've gotten a lot of information and it's, it's like, it's, I don't know, it's like a, an old car where it's getting more to repair it than just to let it go and get a new one. I mean, yeah, does anyone like, factor that in? Like an old car, you, you know, you grow attached to it and you don't necessarily want to get rid of it until you get in the new one and drive it for a day and you're like, oh, holy crap, this car's so much nicer, but... Well, it's just the initial thought of getting rid of the old car. Well, and not to mention, it's a scientific instrument. And having more scientific instruments in space is ultimately better for humanity. Because, yes, you can have the James Webb pointed at one part of space, but if you also had the Hubble pointed at a different, you're getting more um, more information. Plus... It seems like it's dying anyway, though. Well, and that's the thing is... I think Hubble is a full-color telescope, and I am completely going off of what I was kind of reading on some of the the threads I was looking at. But James Webb is only a partial visible light telescope, whereas the Hubble is a full uh, visual light telescope. Um, So we're not going to get necessarily the same type of pictures out of the James Webb telescope that we would with the Hubble. But I'm sure Branson's new one will be amazing. <laughs> or the, not Branson's, the, the new, whatever, the, the Musk one. But And that was the, the thought, is if we could send a star, starship up with a telescope built inside of it, it would potentially be a... If you could put, if, the, if, if Musk could put up a starship telescope and then use his Starlink... To have it like a 24-7 monitor, you could log in and watch what it's seeing, that would be awesome. Well, and this is kind of the point I was going to push off till another topic, but why not use the Starlinks as the telescopes? Put telescopes on the Starlinks. There's going to be fucking 3,000 of them in the air. Why not have them serving a dual purpose of also... Taking pictures of the the you sky. Could, you could double you could double them up. Hey, you're in space anyway, flying far. You might as well be beaming stuff back to us. Exactly. It seems like they could swing that. Exactly. 
I I agree. This is a topic <laughs> that we can right. also spend quite a bit of time on. Well, so let's go to the corner then. Well, there, we'll, we'll real quick a... before. <laughs> oh, we get. Um, Relativity Space put out a video of their uh, rocket being 3D printed. That's cool. I like 3D uh, Relativity Space. They're they're a cool company. And I, I don't remember. It's probably not going to be immediately available. Um, I was looking to see if. So. I'm going to put just the first link in. Well. Oh, you can you can keep going. I'm I'm kind of scrubbing through a video here to see if it was the one I saw. <laughs> I was going to say, while you're doing that, I just wanted to touch on the Ingenuity helicopter that courses up on Mars that we like so much. It, the Space Whirly Bird. What's up with it? It's the Mars Whirly Bird, Kirk. Uh, Mars Whirly Bird. <laughs> um, slash track traffic copter. But <laughs> it it is uh, done its ninth flight. I think I told you they pushed it further, faster over some undulating dune terrain and they chuck, they chuck yaggered it yes and wouldn't you know it did just fine it did exactly yeah. what it was supposed to do they flew it longer than they had initially expected that thing to be able to fly which as john pointed out they probably knew it would handle it they just didn't have that as an expectation and it is performing very very well life is good for the ingenuity and i'll look we look forward to keep seeing this thing see what it can you know eventually end up doing up there on that big red planet well done mars whirly bird you're <laughs> making us proud oh that little tear making, in my eye making us proud earning that uh keep up there and scouting and basically they took pictures over the undulating dunes that never would have been taken because the rover can't traverse that type of terrain without the worry of it maybe rolling over you know getting broken so you know we got to see some stuff that we may not have seen otherwise it would be funny if the mars whirly bird it had like the the personality of like a slacker or like someone who's just like, i don't want to do it no i'm not look i went to mars that's far enough I'm not going <laughs> any further like come on whirly bird you're here Which fly which is funny because that would mean the NASA astronaut who made it would actually program that in. Why would you program for depression? Why, you know, <laughs> it doesn't need to feel. Damn it, Bob. Why do you always program feelings into the robots? It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. I would appreciate that. All right. All right, I'll write that down. <laughs> robots with feelings. <laughs> John, where'd you get? I couldn't find it. I'll have to look it up and see if I can uh, find it for next week. Yes, do you? Because I would like to see it. I haven't seen that video, and and uh, yeah, it'd be fun to see. But hey, let's uh, let's jump on over to Kirk's corner and see what he's got this week. Hold on, before I screw up again. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> right. Are the corn dogs being sucked up into the alien <laughs> ship? <laughs> <laughs> and still no water and even a lack of corn dogs. Look at that. Um, 
I see how long it takes stuff. for the alien ship to reject <laughs> the vegetarian corn dog. It's gonna fl- yeah, it's gonna fly away and it's gonna be gassy. And the next one this is gonna be just farting, just space farts. Um, oh, something happened. We lost. What's going on? What, what happened? All right, we go. Oh, I, I think we might have lost Chris, but yeah, I still hear you, Kirk. Okay. Well, hey, I'll just keep going. Oh, by the way, you didn't. I said I did my four thousandth tweet, and you didn't even ask what it was. Thanks for asking. I think I saw it. Well, I will tell. And I can. I'm gonna bounce something off you because I I threw. There was two versions. I I was kind of. I wasn't sure which one was better. So the one I posted was uh, breast implants are fake news. (laughs) And see what I was see like they're they're. Or, see, I'm not sure if that's funnier or if breast implants are fake new ones. You know what ah. I mean? Because you're going, you're, the, there's the play on words with fake, like they're fake news. Is that too much of a stretch? So I wasn't sure. Like, what do you guys think? Mm, fake news. I like it. It's the phrase. It's shorter and compact. It may, it may take them a while to click, but I think that's funny because, you know. They're, they're new. They're new breasts. They're new ones. They're news. John, sorry, I have one question for you because you guys actually cut out on my end for a second. Is there a second goose out there now? Uh, I think you're hallucinating. No, I don't see, is there? Maybe more than one. Oh, there's three geese out there. Oh crap. <laughs> They're multiplying. There's an <laughs> army of them. They're coming right for us. They're, they're God. It's, it's a, a home invasion with geese would be the worst because they're so stupid. <laughs> 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 Anyway, continue, uh, Kirk. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, so what? Yeah. So, Kirk's corner. I was going to talk about one of my other former jobs, and this is where I actually worked for the. It was called the Arizona Foundation for Legal Services and Education. And uh, you want to ask me, ask me what I did. What'd you, What'd you do? do Kirk? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, it was, a th- okay. In my defense, it was a, it was a, it was a brother's friend and they needed to fill it immediately. So I just showed up and like, I would do stuff. People would ask me and then I would come home and they're like, what did you do? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it was, um, and I actually, it was the first time I worked in an office building and I was on the 17th floor. So I got to ride an elevator every day. And I learned what I noticed was nobody next time you're in an elevator. This is 100% true. Nobody stands up in the elevator. Anytime you're in the elevator, they all go in the corner and like lean. Like nobody has the energy to stand up in an elevator. Like you're not laughing now, but the next time you're in the elevator, you will trust me. Okay. So that's what I learned <laughs> at my job. <laughs> um, and another, like, cause uh, so uh, I, and I worked with a girl, the girl who's training me, she would wear uh, cleavage shirts all the time with a necklace that would dangle in the cleavage, like a fishing lure. You know what <laughs> I mean? It would make it, it would be making a noise like, cleavage, and I was just like, damn it. Like, how hard are you going to make it for me to listen to you? First of all, we're talking about work, right? Boom. I don't care. That's, it's not interesting. It's a lot of, a lot of tit there and something shiny. I have to, I'm a man, you know what I mean? Like you're, 
what are you doing? And it was of Jesus on the cross. Even Jesus was looking. He was like, whoa, whoa, whoa look at them. I made those. Thomas <laughs> is doubting if they're real or not, but they are. Those are real. Somebody get me off this. I want to go. All right. Anyway. So, uh, <laughs> and uh, while I was working there, I received, uh, I was called in the office and I was informed that I had received my, uh, I had signed a piece of paper telling me I received my first verbal warning. And I was like, uh, I don't, I don't think you're using that word right. You know, like I was a, I was an English minor and usually verbal means not paper trail. So <laughs> I might want to think about that. Um, what was it for, Kirk? It, I don't, you know, it's, it was still in litigation, so I can't actually fully disclose, <laughs> but uh, it had nothing to do with the cleavage relating. No. Um, <laughs> but no, here's the, the, the last part. Like I was, so I was working there. And by the way, like I was there for a month and uh, they actually, everybody I worked with like left and I was like, oh, where are you guys going? And they go, oh, we're actually going to, we're going to interview somebody for your job. And I was like, oh, uh, can I come? And they wouldn't huh. let me, they wouldn't me help interview. But like while I was, but anyway, they picked me and it was so funny because like there's an HR lady and I kept forgetting to bring in the forms and she was getting mad at me. And by the time, the day I finally filled them out, like the next day, it was when I was fired. So she's like, God damn it. Like a stupid, <laughs> stupid. But anyway, so at one point we get a uh, mem, I get an email and it goes, tell us why you're cool. And I was like, oh, you know, I was 25 ish, somewhere around there. I was, a, you know, comic, like the word cool seemed kind of, it does it seem kind of informal to you guys? Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So I took it. I was like, oh, let me have, let me have some fun with this. And I think this is why as a comic, like we don't do well in office jobs it's like putting me like a comic or in a, like in a cubicle is like i don't know it's just like giving like a seal like a banjo he's like i don't i don't know what to do with this it's not a fit um so anyway so i tell us why you're cool so i go all right i'm anyway, i went to college here i did that and i did that uh i go i'm uh, mildly ticklish uh, i'm uh, lactose tolerant not intolerant uh i am a member of the bowlers hall of fame and I was officially recognized by the organization of Black Mamma Jammas as the Black Private Dick who gets all the chips. So, <sighs> like, that's what I, I email away. And, I don't know, John, you're employed, so you can, you already see this is not, but it made sense. To, it was, and anyway, I see my buddy Jeff, who he was the guy that got me the job, but and I was like, hey, what was that email about? And he goes, uh, oh, that was, a, we're uh, organizing a new program to introduce the staff to our new boss. Uh, I was like, oh, uh, shit. Uh, uh, I go, can I, 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 I'm going to have to, I can write you another one. I, I made some jokes. He's like, I'm sure you're fine. It's like, I made a reference to Shaft. And he's like, why did you do that? And then I'm like, you were the one who hired me. This is on you. But, um, so I have to, but they already sent it to the new boss lady who I've never met. And I had to go knock on her door, knock, you know, ding, ding. Uh, hey, my name's Kirk. You don't know me, but uh, I kind of saw the word cool and kind of messed around with it. I can I can have a serious one before, before the end of the day. And she's like, yours was my favorite one. I loved yours. And I'm like, what? And she goes, we're going to have to get a bowling league together. I'm like, oh, damn. Like, <laughs> she thought. I, so the rest of the time I worked there, I had to pretend I had hurt arms so I couldn't go bowling because this dumbass. First, I'm 25. What are the odds? I've climbed the ranks <laughs> of the bowling and then just walked away like a gunslinger. Like I had enough. I'm going to have an office job now. Like I, I didn't want to work for a lady like that who fired me a week later. So it all worked out. 
that's an excellent story, Kirk. <laughs> and none of it was ma- that was a people. Where'd you get material? I remember sometimes <laughs> the the the, we, the stuff like that that sticks out. I was captivated. I couldn't wait to see where that one was going. <laughs> so that's that was one of my office jobs. So <laughs> yay. Hey. Always fun to see what's going on in Kirk's corner. It's uh it's a trip. <laughs> it's it's not for the employed. The employed people, <laughs> what the hell? Why did he do that? No, you don't do that. None of that you do. But like I don't know. It's like when I watch Larry David, I'm like, that makes sense to me. I <laughs> I, I agree with him. Well, that's why you've had 30 some jobs. Right. Well, just look at all how many people I've convinced to hire me. So I'm good at it. <laughs> well, there you go. See, positives. <laughs> so are we doing the Reddits or is it time to uh, Reddits. close out we of Kirk's Corner? We haven't Not Reddits. Reddits. What, what, do we, what do we call them? It's the off topic. Off top. Oh, see, I was having a flashback. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> we haven't off, done off Reddits. We're like. 12 episodes past the reddits jeez all right well that was a that was a shout out to the uh, diehard fans the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> from the original show one one guy out there went like i feel you thanks for mom yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's go off topic then mr well uh so just for me because i had a few off topics this week um but I have one short one, and I have a picture that I sent to John to pull up because I thought it was a cool representation of our podcast, and I get to show off the little guy. So, John, whenever you're ready. Oh, that's the wrong one. There we go. Hey. <laughs> he looks at it like, what? I'm on this podcast? Oh, my goodness. How's my hair? That's what he looks like. <laughs> And the few with the fuse relativity shirt too. Yeah. He's he's saying, Where's my agent? I didn't book this. Right. He's always like, Where's my fuse relativity t shirt? That's what he's thinking. I feel so mister I feel underdressed. He's he's got he's promoting and I got a strapey shirt. <laughs> it's in the works. A baby <laughs> I think black too, because he'll spit up on it, but you know, it seems like spit up stains when show as much on a black shirt so ah no like they're worse color. are they really black yeah. well I, okay if it's wet i guess it's white and milky yeah you gotta yeah i didn't think that but hey i figured i would show off that little guy uh because it's he's just past two months now and doing good and he's got his kung fu stance going so he looks like he's 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 kind of he's cocking a punch he's holding it back he's getting it ready it looks like there's a little fist there yeah, he's either he's either got his fist ready to punch or flipping us off. That is his two go-tos. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like any kid. Yeah. So Just that's a ball, baby a ball of rage. <laughs> that's ba- that's baby Benjamin, two months old. Good looking little dude. Um, but my my off topic this week was uh, there's a 11 year old and I think he's Australian or New Zealand. One of those countries over there. Anyway, he's 11 and he just got his degree in physics. And that seems crazy to me. It's like 
a university degree in physics at 11 years old. Yeah, that's a, that's a bit. Uh... And his goal in life is to make humans immortal. That's his, uh, what he wants to do with his physics degree is make humans immortal. Well, and I just want to point out, it's just another sad example of a college graduate graduating and then having to move back in with his parents. <laughs> Pathetic. Yes. yes, that is, uh, <laughs> he's not living in his own student. Like he's no, he's living back with mom and dad probably for he's 11. Yes. But that's what I had. Kirk, what do you got this week? I saw a story, a, a, a woman, uh, she was in her 50s. She set a world record for two things. The largest collection of LCD gaming systems with over 15,000 or 1,500. And then the largest collection of playable gaming systems with 2,430. Um, and I was just amazed. And she also had the largest number of jealous nerds. Uh, because of the number of video games she had and her access to breasts. So that, 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 I just can't believe the video game nerds got beat by a girl. That surprised me the most about this story. They just really dropped the ball. She had the largest amount of like marriage proposals because they're like, oh my God, if I married her and I, oh. Anyway, Do you play but, Dungeons and Dragons? Oh, oh God. Just, I don't like, and like you're, you're a video game guy, like just uh, not just uh, could even like the percentage of video game males versus females. Am I, is it wrong of me to think it's like 90, 10, like Uh, guys versus girls? It's kind of shifted over the last like decade. I mean, if you go on Twitch, you can actually see, you know, there's, there's quite a few female gamers out there now. I Are mean, they, I is it getting more? Okay. What? How about okay? Professional video game stuff. Do they still have? Do they separate men, or males, and females? Because I mean, it's not like a a physical strength test. Like, do they go head to head, or do they still have female males? No, I, I would imagine they're in the same category. I mean, you know, just like like on Twitch, you just you have a mix of male and female. Now, I would be willing to bet that the ratio is still on the males side as far as pure numbers go especially but competitive probably competitive leans more towards the male side if you know and it also 70, depends on the game 30. okay but no you'd be i think you would be surprised to see how much of a, ma- a female representation there is in the video game world now hmm yeah all right hey learn something new yeah Maybe you should uh, hit the video game world and try and pick up chicks, Kirk. Maybe, maybe I got, you got a lot of coins. You got, you got a lot of, I got a lot of quarters. Like, it's all done through video cards, Grandpa. Oh, shut up. Now that's, you want to play Donkey Kong? What? Whatever, <laughs> old man. It's a bad pickup line. Bad. <laughs> hey, you want to go to the video arcade? Like, even if you're 40, if you go to the, you get take a girl on a date to a video arcade, your voice is going to break, like the <laughs> character from The Simpsons, at some point. Well, see, there you go, John. What'd you have? Anything going on for a little uh, off topic this week? I didn't see anything that popped out this week. John got his second COVID vaccine. That's his off topic, and he yeah. is surviving and made it through the whole podcast right. unlike well, Kirk. Well, well done yeah you made well, it through kirk said his uh his hit him 
Uh, the second day, I'm only about 24 hours out. Oh. Right. Well, then it, it might have been me just, you know, subconsciously trying to avoid listening to you guys. So I just <laughs> made myself vomit. Just, I'm, it's a theory. I'm not saying I didn't mean to insult. No offense. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys make sure. me want to puke. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that. Uh, <laughs> that wraps uh, up number 19. No, we got one one last thing I didn't forget, Kirk. Uh, just as a little note, me and Kirk will be, uh, hopefully this week we're going to get together and live stream slash record some new intro music and, and uh, exit music for the podcast. Should be a ton of fun. I don't know how it'll be for a live stream. Hopefully we can get that sorted out. But worst case scenario, you can hear some music and see uh, the artistic process that we go through to there try and make it. If you're a guitar fan, that's a, yeah, watch uh, watch a, a couple song ideas get put together. There you go. Yeah. So that's what uh, what we got in the works this week. And uh, next back for, with twenty. Next next week with twenty, and probably talk about the Branson. Yes, we will. We'll we will update everybody on what happened, and uh, you know we'll go from there. But for me, uh, Chris and John and Kirk, we'd like to thank everybody for listening. And uh, hopefully we will catch you next week. Yeah, have a good night.